accents. By heading justice, then you come to the right place. Or somebody would come up the elevator right Why now. wouldn't they? <laughs> Why? <laughs> right Why wouldn't they? At one o'clock in the fucking morning. One o'clock in the... <laughs> listen, listen. All we're trying to say is... Motherfucker, go to sleep. That's what we want to say, yes. But also, <laughs> also, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, we've done some dicey recordings before <laughs> where we don't know what we're really going to get, but we're usually optimistic. Today, if I told you we were optimistic, that would be a bold-faced lie. Ah. I what? We can't hear ourselves. We've been recording. We can't play it back. We, we don't know. On the plus side, we will get to see us dressed up for Halloween because we made a point of getting dressed for, yes, and for we Halloween. We took pictures. We didn't take in- pictures of... Oh, we did. We took individual pictures uh-huh. of ourselves. But, like, we didn't take a Polaroid we, picture. We did for the thing before. Yeah, but now with our makeup on. Son of a God. Our buddy Steven was here. I was kind of hoping he would hang around for the recording, but he left. So it's us again. We did a nice little decoration for the table. No, we have you our did little... a nice le- decoration. I did do a nice decoration. Yes. We have our nice glasses of blood. Oh, cheers. Let's cheer with the let's blood. Let's cheers our blood. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I have to drink organic wine, which is probably the most uppity thing you will hear me say. Because <laughs> the way my sinus is set up, them sulfites does be coming for me. And the weather is changing. And the weather is changing. So it's like... But the sulfites really have it out for me, so I don't really drink <laughs> wine like that. And you oh, know who I blame those... for this? Canada. And, uh, you know, I love oh, Canada, so I don't Canada. want the Canadian listeners to come and be like... Mine. What? Okay. They will revoke your citizenship. Stop. <laughs> it's one o'clock. Nobody wants to hear you sing. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> one thing about Susanna and I is that our energy levels are opposite. When the As sun goes like down, the- Susanna is at the optimum. <laughs> Look at this. One o'clock in the morning. The neighbors are going to come. They're going to be mad. And we're going to open and close the door. We're going to be quiet, but open and close. Open and close. Open and close. If you saw our post on Instagram. Neighbors up, up, up. Susanna, please rein it in. Rein it in. Rein it in. (laughs) It's 1 (laughs) a.m. Okay. Oh, we do have a nice sign this week. Get possessed today. Get possessed. Today, <laughs> um, we have our sp- our spiders up, skulls, the blood, the, the lights, and, and if this episode gets scrapped, God forbid, at least we have this video as evidence that we came here and did it. The we thing. did it the way we wanted to, and then maybe we, we recorded it. <laughs> I don't know. This setting is so versatile because when it's past Halloween, you can take one hand and scratch your back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that can be like a Valentine <laughs> for the singles. <laughs> we have these like skeletal hands on the table. <laughs> if you're single for Valentine's Day, one of you need a hand to scratch your back. <laughs> Listen, I need a back scratch. So what we do Not only for, for Valentine's, we put hearts on it. We'll put hearts on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. We'll do that. Yes. Yeah, this cup web in my braids, with, along with a spider, which I think may have fallen out. Did he fall it's out? It's underneath. 
When I took I that picture. <laughs> Last week's episode was a real it was a real roller coaster of things. Like we talked about so many topics, you know. <laughs> Colonics, Star Trek, <laughs> babies. We talked about frenemies. I'm waiting to see if anybody guesses the name of the person that um I don't like slash the name I always wanted when I was growing up. I'm curious. The people closer to you might. They may know. This is something from when I was like five. Maybe Anissa. Of all the people, my best friend Anissa might be the person who will say this say name. something. You keep on dropping. Oh, my best friend, my best friend. Anissa my best Susanna who Salty the fuck is them? here <laughs> podcasting with you? Anissa lives in Trinidad. Plus, she's also afraid of crime. So uh-huh. she has... I am afraid of crime. No, no, but it's... I thing spoke is... myself up, Susanna, up with this Susanna, story. you are also an accountant. And I'm not saying that your job is not important. But what I am trying to yeah, say is that you... Anissa sees death daily. So my best friend, Anissa, is one of those unsung heroes, okay? She is yes. a doctor yeah. and she works at a COVID hospital she back home. She has been working at the mm-hmm. COVID Hospitals since the beginning, since the beginning. Yes, since the beginning of so the pandemic. This is not a hit on you, Anissa. This is a hit on this girl that she's willing to put everybody because I knew my my spot right when I came in. Right, I knew it. And now, okay, Anissa, that's that's not a competition that I'm willing to take because it's not a fair one right. for me. I'm never gonna win it. That's fine. That's okay. Stephen oh, shows up. Oh what did she say? Oh, my best friend in Canada. <laughs> Bitch, where am I? <laughs> but so, you know, I, I say these wonder, things. I say this shit. Up the Susanna, you don't understand. Stephen is, first of all, I'm this close to n- never being his friend. I'm always this close to not being <laughs> Stephen's friend. Like, Stephen has enough friends, and I'm just this, this statement away, one last statement away from not being Stephen's friend, right? Continue. Susanna, you're just making too much out of this. I just need to stay relevant to Stephen so that he keeps you lying with us. You are relevant to Stephen. <laughs> Listen, but haven't you I don't, taught you nothing? For those of you who don't know, for the people who are only joining us now, Stephen is a throwback. He's a throwback buddy from way back. And um, or before the podcast, what we're trying to say. Um, so, do you know what we didn't do? What? Fuck, we never said what we're talking about. This week, I'm talking about a case called There's Something Wrong With Peter. Who Peter? Well, you go find out who Peter. Do I really need this blanket? You're going to need the blanket. Son of a bitch. Man. You're going to need the blanket. And honestly, I was supposed to get cupcakes for today, but today just got derailed. You know, really Big did. time. Um, I had lots going on today. To be so fair, it was no yesterday. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> and I have to get up and go to work. <laughs> What's your case? I named my case Shit Went Down After Halloween. Shit Went Down After Halloween. Awesome. Okay, so are you ready? Because I don't know if we should linger anymore. First of all, we don't even know if this shit's recording. But it, this is recording. Yeah. So you will get a video. You'll get you a video. Get, or you will get an audio. Or you get both. Or you get none. <laughs> <Or> you get... <laughs> <laughs> so there's always an option. 
There's always another. I'm trying to get this woman away from making promises. I'm trying my best, but there's there are things to be improved here. I can't help and, it. I feel like if people are expecting, you know. Of course they are, but we need to lower their standards so they're like, oh shit, they did, wow, <laughs> Chanel. And then they're like, impressed. And then you cannot be like, I'm gonna give you this, I'm gonna give you this. No, man, give it love a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Of course, Chanel. Oh my God, what the fuck? Did we ever tell them about this? So Susanna, right? Susanna is the fucking worst. I pointed out to Susanna that when she lies, her voice gets all high-pitched. And so since I said it, she does this thing where she intentionally goes high-pitched. So I feel like if she's really not happy, I'll be like, are you okay? Of course, Chanel. Fuck Susanna. Listen, this is being a night of discovery. I'm not second place. I'm third place friend. I'm assigning myself the third place friend. Unless somebody else is going to start <laughs> dropping in, let the motherfuckers come. I mean, and be, my, do you have something <laughs> to say, I'm just trying to say that my UE friends, my UE friends are like ride or dies, you know? And they're like seven of them. I'm not sure. I should do them. Okay, like, I'm not even in the top ten. I'm <laughs> not even in the top five. <laughs> Susanna, we're too old to be putting friends in order. You're all important to me. Equally. You don't give me that important equally. shit. No, equal to my ass. <sighs> Is there anything I'm that not. you would like to share with the podcast this week? I had just did. Which was eat my ass. That's what you wanted to say. That's what. That's your last words before eat, we start talking eat, about I this didn't scary say ass eat case. My ass. That's not what you said. I said friends, my ass. Or oh, equality, I my ass. You said eat my ass. Why would I ask you to not eat my ask ass? me? I thought you were just saying it's one of those things Is like that suck my dick. Mm. You understand what I mean? Okay, that's what I thought. I thought it was just like you, your version you of know, a suck my you dick. Know, in Venezuela, in Spanish, you do the last letter defines the female or male, right? On mm -hmm. a word like a o o. Aha. In Venezuela, they take it to the next level. The suck my dick is mama huevo. But oh, is that I, what mama huevo yes. is this whole time? Of course. Oh, but, we have to put it in a dictionary. Cabeza huevo, mama huevo. <laughs> but cabeza huevo could be translated to be an, an ass. You told me that that was dickhead. That It's that little translation. Anyway, it's, it's the our cabeza. dictionary. Oi. It's our dictionary. <laughs> so if we say it canvas river is dickhead, it'd be dickhead. It is dickhead. Right. But it's also known as asshole, like you being a cabeza huevo. Okay, so you're telling me about suck my, my dick. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So the verb to suck. To suck is <laughs> mamar. 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 Uh -huh. Okay. Like mama with an R at the end. Okay. So M A M A R. Okay. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Huevo, it's penis. Mm -hmm. Mama huevo, mm -hmm. it's the act of sucking the dick. Okay. But if you say, if I'm telling you, me, not dickless Susanna, yes. to dickless Chanel, <laughs> yes. I'll take it to the next level and I bring it into our gender. Uh. Mama hueva. <laughs> ah. Mm, for females. Okay, well, Mama, wave what to you. <laughs> okay. 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 okay this was the stupid. So we're gonna wrap this up right, because, because we have we gone. Need, we have to talk about the actual case because who knows what you're gonna get. They're, they're gonna get something. Jesus. They're getting the video for sure. Uh huh. At least that. So Peter Curtin, 
K U R T E N. I was gonna say like the girl. No, <laughs> before I start talking about Peter, I want to mention that this is set in Germany, so there's a lot of F in it. <laughs> you know, like strong angry words. I'm not Maybe saying that the Germans make... are angry. I'm just saying the words they sound, sound angry. It's the same when they say, "Oh, Spanish sounds so uh, sexy," and you can be like, "Get the garbage out." <laughs> it's just like that. And what's what's Spanish? Forget the garbage. I don't know. Saca la basura. That does sound sexy. Do you see? <laughs> I'm just asking to get the garbage out. <laughs> All right, let's go. So it's set in Germany, so, you know, there be mistakes. Let's go. Peter Curtin <laughs> was born into extreme poverty on May 26, 1883, in a suburb of Cologne, Germany. Peter's childhood was marred with abuse from the start. So from the very huh? beginning, he in the shit from the staff. His father was a sadistic alcoholic, and when I say sadistic, I mean it. He would force the children to watch him have sex with the mother. No. Yes. No, why? Yes. <sighs> Susanna, I told uh. you bring the fucking blanket, your blanket here. Stick on. Okay. I cannot. It gets stay. worse. Aye. This is the first two sentences of this story. Aye, no, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? I'm gonna Who's get. The, tell me that motherfucker is dead. I told you he was born in 1883. So that, of course he fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Right? So, like I said, ah. my father would have forced that the children to watch That's them disgusting. have sex. Super disgusting. And that went on until the father was actually arrested for only 18 months after raping the 13-year-old sister. So, he only did 18 months. But in that time, his mother, who seemed like, there's my chance, there's my chance, secured a separation order, remarried, and took all of them to Dusseldorf. Yeah. Well, at least that's what one article said. What I want to say to you all is this. Um, there's another podcast I listen to, and they always make these old-timey references, and mm-hmm. they let you know up front. And so I'm just letting you know, too. These throwback cases, it's not like you're going to have a lot of accurate... I mean, who around to tell the story, you know? So you will have several sites saying different things. So basically what I did is just put together the most consistent information mm-hmm. I found off of like several sites. And then that's what made this story. Okay. That, I also feel for the oldies, for the oldest um, mm-hmm. cases mm-hmm. that you tend to forget that they were on that time. Like, for instance, right now, I know you just said the year, but mm-hmm. I was like 18 months. Yeah, that was a lot time. for the time. Exactly. That exactly. was a lot exactly. for Plus, the time. Plus, justice was real swift back in the day. You know, like, Still. you kill some... No, no. If you have, like, whole court proceedings, you'll sit in jail for, like, years before your case call. And Still. then they'll still drag their fucking ass to finally Still. say you're guilty. No, but back then, it's like, oh, he he do it. Okay, bring him. Guilty. Go to jail. Like, it was quick. Mm. Trust me. Oh. So, Peter, of course... And I mean, you know, we're always the first one to be like, you're the captain of your ship. Don't let your pass control shit. However, I think when you're a child and your development years or your early years are fucked up, I think that does lend a lot to who you turn out to be, you know? So Peter, unsurprisingly, displayed disturbing behavior early in life. I mean, who? wouldn't after having to watch your parents have sex and then finding out your father was raping the sister and then amongst other things but this how he dealt with things how his behavior evolved was weirder than normal okay are you ready no in 1888 at the ripe age of five he tried to drown a friend 
Ah. And then at the age of nine, he started an unhealthy or kind of odd relationship with a neighbor who was a dog catcher lived in his building. So this dog catcher introduced Peter to bestiality. You know what bestiality is? No. But it's it when sounds... you have sex with animals. Oh, oh. I thought it was like torturing animals. Yeah. It, of like, course, that's I torture. Mean, yes, but you know, like... But there's a sexual component. Exa- exactly. No, no, I didn't... No. Nah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Peter would go along with the dog catcher neighbor pervert on his rounds, and then they would torture and kill animals that they caught. Peter was soon performing depraved acts on sheep and goats from nearby stables, and he would also do so while stabbing them to death. So he was performing these sex acts on dogs, because remember, he's a dog catcher first, as well as sheep and goat, and then stabbing them at the time while he was in the middle of this. Like I said, these animals don't deserve us. They do not. Animals in general do not deserve, Mm -hmm. do not deserve to have to deal with us. We're the real mess. So nine was a wild age for old Peter. Remember at this point, only nine. Sexually active in this stuff. Because remember, he saw the parents, right? So nine was a wild age for old Peter because he's claimed to have drowned two of his classmates while playing on a raft. So Peter pushed one overboard and then the other one jumped in to help that one. And he held both of their heads underwater. (sighs) This was at nine years old. So instead of jumping in to save them, he drowned them. And at the time, nobody suspected Peter because he nine. So they said it was a tragic accident. Mm-hmm. Peter's documented life of crime started at the age of 16. So he started doing petty crimes. And while he was in prison, he really enjoyed solitary confinement. But not for the reason you would think. Like me, I think if I went to prison, I will look for solitary as well. Because I really want to mess around with the general pop. Mm-hmm. People kick my ass. I'm not really there for that. I just want my book and I want to be in alone. But I don't know if you're allowed books in solitary. But he liked it because he was in solitary. He had the opportunity to fantasize. And he would have these sick fantasies while he was in solitary. And he would be able to orgasm. He was able to think about these depraved, perverse things. And just go to town. And he would fantasize about brutal rapes. And it would allow him to orgasm. And he would enjoy his time alone. So he would intentionally get in trouble. So he could go back to solitary. Because that's where he want to be. His first documented murder victim was, as some reports say, nine years old or a ten year old. But I'm going to say ten. Christine Klein. So on May 25th, 1913, Christine was asleep in her bedroom, which was actually located above this tavern where her parents worked mm-hmm. and peter broke into that house or it probably was more of an apartment looking to steal because remember he used to do petty crimes mm-hmm. he came across this little girl and he molested her and slit her throat with a small pocket knife ah uh. it would later come out that at the time of the murder peter ejaculated when he started hearing her blood drip from her wounds to the floor. So some sites said that he returned to the tavern across the street so he could listen to people talk about the murder because that was catching him like a fresh, fresh excitement. Like he would get a fresh turn on or like newly turned on from listening to this. So he would go back to visit the crime. At the time though, when Christine got killed, everybody thought it was her uncle Otto because Otto had asked the father to borrow some money. Father said no and Otto threatened the father. Ah. So they actually arrested Uncle Otto 
and and took him to jail gone. for murder but he was actually acquitted because everybody's like they don't have enough evidence to prove that it was him yeah surprisingly but they did you know normally with these things when you have like a small town especially if everybody's saying it people be like oh yeah he do it he do mm-hmm, it he do mm-hmm. it well it's probably him anyway so when the uncle acquitted and no leads christine's case essentially went cold so mm-hmm. it was unclear to the authorities whether the murderer who was still unknown to them, either stopped or moved on to somewhere else. But in reality, Peter, who was the killer, was called to serve in the military. So they're thinking the crime stopped. They're thinking the person up and gone, Gone. or the person dead, or the person leave, whatever they're thinking. He did leave. He went to serve in World War I, but he didn't like the military. And he deserted. So for that, they found his ass and jailed him in 1921. So during that time now, he just building up this fresh vex again, this healthy anger about his place in life and the situation he is in. And of course, anger towards people. He just mad. He full of anger. Upon release from prison, he did attempt a life of normalcy and he moved to Attenberg. He met and married a former prostitute who, by the way, was also once jailed for murdering her fiancé. <laughs> and for four years, he would maintain this normalcy. And by normalcy, we mean normal for Peter. So, of course, there were cases of rapes and strangulation. Most notably, he struck up a relationship with a servant and a maid. With Peter even telling the servant name, um, I'm going to say her name was Tide, whilst carrying out abusive acts on her, that quote, this is what love means. Nobody apparently reported his ass. Nobody. Where are my, pop- Where are my cupcakes? This gets worse, if you <laughs> could believe it. So eventually, he was drawn to Dusseldorf. This is relevant. Where he would live out the depth of his depravity. This is where he's really shine as a killer. Yeah. Now, 1929, 1930, 1931 is a wild time for frickin' Peter. He, in 1929, he attacked Mary Kuhn. Some website says her name was Apollonia Kuhn, K-U-H-N, and that she was elderly. However, several sites also said Mary, Maria, so I'm going to go with Maria Kuhn. Right? Okay. Anyway, he stalked, pounced on her, and then stabbed her 24 times with a pair of scissors that he sharpened. Now, he would come to love the scissors. This was like his go-to way to kill. Mm-hmm. Scissors. Surprisingly, this victim survived, but there was no talk at this time of whether or not she was able to identify her assailant or whether or not the police got any leads from her attack. So I don't know if he was hiding his face. I don't know if he was just getting on them so quick that they couldn't see him. Yeah. I don't know if they were too afraid to say But for whatever reason, he not getting caught. On February 9th, 1929, Peter would go on to murder nine-year-old Rosa Olinger. She was stabbed 13 times with Peter climaxing through the assault. He dumped her under a bush, but then would return to the scene several times to relive his excitement. He, How old is he at this time? Teenage? Um, 1929, he was born in 1883. I'm not good at maths. 1893. 29 to... What? No. And a nine-year-old... Yeah. Like, I'm eh, yeah. I'm not trying to be like, oh, he's still a kid doing the thing. You're, you're on the wrong. Yeah. Peter. 
cabeza huevo. Well, yes, he is he is the cabeza huevo. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so he um, murdered her, and then he would return to the scene for his excitement. But eventually, he ended up pouring gasoline over her body and setting it on fire to destroy the evidence linking him to the crime. Now, they don't really have, like, DNA back at this time, but I think they did have fingerprinting. I'm not sure. I don't know when fingerprinting started, mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, he wanted to destroy evidence. Maybe she started getting off at, at the fire as well. Yeah, that's what... Next point is he also orgasmed at the sight of the flames. Son of a bitch. And the badly burned body was discovered the next day. So only five days later, Peter, who was clearly escalating, mm -hmm. would then murder a 45-year-old mechanic named Rudolf Scheer. Okay. So this is a man. He stabbed him 29 times, particularly in the head, back, and eyes. After his murder, he came back to the scene, started to small talk with the police about the case. So this is just like the other stuff. Yeah, he, he would return back. because it turns him on. He wants to relive the Fucking moment of the death, right? Yeah. The sheer volume of blood at the scenes may have been what led authorities to deduce that the murderer may have been drinking the blood of the victim. So we don't have, at this point, they're not sure, but they're just like, why so much blood? Why? Why all of this bloodletting? We don't know. So they also deduced that they were dealing with the same killer. So they said, despite the differences in the age and gender of the victims, it had too many similarities. Yeah. All three of the crimes were committed in the Flingern district of Dusseldorf at dusk, which is sundown, mm -hmm. kind of spooky. And each victim had multiple stab wounds with at least one in the temple and the head. Okay. So when the media got hold of the fact that the police believed the murderer may have been drinking the blood of victims, they dubbed him the Vampire of Dusseldorf. No, 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 no. So the now, the, now the case is sensational. Everybody want to know what's it going on. Where does vampire, what's, what's happening? Yeah. So the sensational case got so much attention that an arrest was a priority for the authorities. Mm -hmm. And after some policing, they got their man. Only the man they got was a disabled man named Stosberg. The hell? So Stosberg was the only name that was given, right? Apparently, he got arrested for similar crimes. Now, they don't elaborate on what similar crimes mean. I don't yeah. know if it means that he attacked somebody. I don't know if it means that he raped someone. But they, they hold Stosberg for this. And um, like I said, we could only assume it was rape and murder. Okay. And apparently, he went on and gave a full confession to the vampire crimes. But what you need to know is that he had a learning disability. Like, he was not cognitively intact. Is that the right way? He wasn't in a position to be making decisions or confessing to shit, is what uh -huh. I'm trying to say. But he did give a full confession anyway, and they accepted it. And they admitted his ass to an asylum. But Peter, the real killer, he couldn't stop. So he attempted to strangle four women between March and July 1929, but he didn't kill again until August 11, 1929, when he intentionally befriended a woman named Maria Hahn, uh -huh. who he described as, quote, looking for marriage. And he said he would take on a date. After some time on the date, Peter led her to a meadow where he strangled her, stabbed her in the chest and head, then sat on her body waiting for her to die. He then buried her body. Following this murder, P 
Peter sent an anonymous letter of confession to the police providing a map to the location where Maria's body could be found. The details of his confession might be fuzzy, but what is clear is that Peter had more and more victims. Why he confessed, we don't know. Maybe he just enjoys the media attention. Because remember now they gave him this cool name, Vampire of Dusseldorf. So he had more and more victims piling up. Like, he can't stop. Including five-year-old Gertrude Hameka and 14-year-old Louise Lenzen, who were both foster sisters found murdered. Then Gertrude Schultz. So Gertrude was clearly a popular name Mm -hmm. because I think we have like three Gertrudes now. She survived her attack and described her assailant as a pleasant-looking male around 40 years old. It's alleged that Peter switched from his trusty scissors to a knife at one point to convince the police that they'd had more than one person doing the killing. But then Peter, not one to let things lose excitement, decided to switch things up and carried out hammer attacks instead. So you went from scissors to a knife to to now a hammer. hammer. So these attacks, these hammer attacks, had the same rape and murder components. So the victims of his hammer attacks included 31-year-old Ida Ruta and 22-year-old Elizabeth Doria. Both were lured on a walk with Peter. So I just want to remind you all. Peter, he just out here. He meeting people. He obviously is the type to meld in well with society, yeah. you know. Nobody is questioning him. Nobody is thinking twice about him. So he's obviously presenting himself in such a way yeah. that people are just... Perfect. Exactly. Remember when you said, oh, it's too perfect exactly. to be true. Yeah. So he lured these women on walks and then struck them on their heads, specifically the temple with the hammer, before raping them. He also attacked other women, but stopped why? Because his hammer broke. How dare you hammer? I don't know. So survivors and the public were calling for justice. They wanted the killer caught. They were facing the Great Depression because it's 1930 around now. And, you know, now they're also dealing with the sadistic murderer on top of that. It was just Mm -hmm. too much. So at this point, I made a note saying, I don't know what happened to Storzberg because remember they arrested him and put him in the asylum. Yes, they went with the disability. But I assume he's still in the asylum because he had the disability and he was caught carrying out, quote, similar crimes. How true that is, I don't know. I don't think it sounds that suspicious for the police to plant evidence Mm -hmm. or to arrest the wrong man and keep him in jail. Mm -hmm. That just does sound unusual to me. So Storzberg was probably Mm -hmm. still in the asylum. Let's be real. Yeah. Okay. 1930 was the beginning of the end for Peter, though. Okay. And his Peter and his crime spree. And there are two versions of how this end unfolded. So in one case, they said that Peter went to the aid of 20-year-old Maria Budlick, who recently arrived in Dusseldorf and was trying to find somewhere to stay. Maria accepted the help from a stranger who agreed to take her to a place where she could rest, but she grew suspicious of that stranger when he started to lead her down an isolated area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, of course, now she started to resist going further with him. But unlucky for her, you know who her fucking hero was? Peter, right? So she meet one possible rapist, because remember the man trying to lure her down some dodgy-looking area. And the person to come to her rescue is... Peter. Peter. So Peter comes to her rescue. The man just run away and leave her. Don't worry. She now feeling like she's saved. Exactly. Right? Trusting her hero who sent her would-be assailant away because at this time she feels she dodged a fucking bullet. Right? 
she decided to trust Peter, mm -hmm. who invited her to his place for something to eat and drink. Reading the room when she got there, Maria realized that Peter, the hero, was actually only interested in sex. So she turned him down, you know. She was like, oh shit, you know, there's not really just a, hey, come I'm eat not something. like in a sexy mood yeah, when like, I leave. just escaped. Yeah, I just escaped a possible a assault, a possible, you know. And then you're here like, hey, right, you know? <laughs> right. So she turned him down and he agreed to walk at a hotel. Mm -hmm. Just like the first guy, remember, he was going to walk at a hotel. Well, of course, Peter, however, was Peter. And instead of walking her to the hotel, he lured her to the woods where he attempted to strangle and rape her. She started to scream and was ultimately let go. Now, I don't know if she was too close to somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. So that her screams were enough for him to back off. I don't know all of those details, but we have not yet heard about him just randomly letting people go. I mean, he has had unsuccessful attacks before, but it doesn't seem like something to stop Peter. He seemed like the type to just, you know, lock back Keep and come going. back. Let me do this again. So for whatever reason, he let her go. Maria did not report the assault and instead wrote a letter to her friend sharing her story. Mm -hmm. And in a twist of events, Maria accidentally addressed the letter incorrectly and it was opened by the postal officers. <gasps> yes. So the postal they officials opened it and read it and yes. turned it over to the police uh -huh. who were able to trace mm -hmm. the identity of the assailant. So that's one version of how they find Peter. Oh, son of a bitch. In the other version of how they found Peter, no matter what they find Peter, but the point is in the other version. But I like this one. I liked it too. But you I know love that like she it? got assaulted, but it's just, it's no, just no. you know, how. But I like the fact that a mistake mm -hmm. in somebody caring yes. got him there. Yes. Well, in the other version, Peter met, raped, and attempted to strangle Maria, who was left alive at the tram station uh -huh. and Maria is the one who cooperated with the police to capture her assailant. Uh, Not as flashy a story. I like, I, like, I think I prefer the first one, yeah. to be honest. We, we the, don't know. I, I choose, choose the, the first, first one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless or irregardless, irregardless of the version, be. the police seem to feel like it was unlikely. Peter was a vampire killer because you know, they, 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 the police, right? <laughs> but Peter knew with them having him on their radar, his days of killing coming to an end yeah it's like shit they know who i am i'm probably not going to be able to keep doing this mm -hmm. so you know how dare they you know what he did he killed himself no peter the loving husband yes he was still married remember he married a prostitute no. back in the day was worried about what would happen to his wife if he was arrested so he confessed to her but not so he could get it off his conscience so that she could turn him in and claim the reward money. Because he's like, listen, they're probably going to come and catch my ass anyway. Go so you know what? Thing. You should be the one to collect this money. Yeah. Would that apply? I don't know. But that's exactly what Frau Curtin did. That was her name. You can believe that name? Frau Curtin. So once he was brought in, he confessed to 79 crimes. Some oh, sites say 68. But he was charged with nine murders and seven attempted murders and faced trial on April 13th, 1931. Without remorse and probably to his great satisfaction, he told the tales of his victim. He mm -hmm. would get up there and grandstand and be like, this is what happened, this is what happened, yes, I oh, liked it, whatever, psychopath. whatever. Peter was adamant that he did not torture any of his child victims. I don't know if that's supposed to make you feel better about Peter, but that's what he said. No, he can go fuck himself. And he did admit that the sight of blood was often enough to bring him to orgasm. So he basically saying, you know, I always have to rape them because just seeing the blood is like enough to make him get turned on. 
Ultimately, he only admitted to drinking the blood from the throat of one victim, so much so that he vomited. Ah. He also drank the blood from the temple of another victim, mm. and he licked the blood from the hand of another victim, a third victim. He was obviously found guilty. Because this is a throwback case, and justice was swift back in the day, on July 2nd, 1931. Now, mind you, he went to trial April. I think he was arrested in April. On July 2nd, 1931, Peter Curtin was executed by guillotine. Yes. At the oh. Klingpultz. Hold on, let me say that again. Klingelputz <laughs> prison in Cologne, Germany. Yes. Here's why this story is creepy. His last words. Are you ready? Quote, Tell me, after my head has been chopped off, Will I still be able to hear, at least for a moment, the sound of my own blood gushing from the stump of my neck? That would be the pleasure to end all pleasures. And that's how Peter went out. I'll be like, let's bring the fucking hammer and not give you the pleasure of all pleasure. Yeah, but wasn't I... You piece of garbage. Honestly, that was the part that tripped me out about this case. I thought I was like... Because, you know, I was... Trying to find something scary to he's, do for the Halloween. Sucking, this, he's a fucking psychopath. But it's how he Remember was still married the and then tried to cal- collect the um the money. He was out of <laughs> the system. He was, I, I want to believe that it's that letter that got him caught. I want to believe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that's what took him down. Yes. You could agree there is something wrong or was something wrong with Peter. I can always try to understand where you're coming from. Who? Me? No, not you. The criminals. The criminals. Like when you give a, a give us a little bit of background mm-hmm. of their childhood and how that affects the rest of mm-hmm. their lives. Mm-hmm. I try. He took it too far. I mean, just a, like on his rap sheet alone, like he started with drowning, bestiality, yeah. more drownings, rapes, murders, more rapes. He added different. You know, components. Mm-hmm. He had like what? First the scissors, then the knife, then the hammer. If he presented himself, and you have to, I mean, we don't know. We were not around back in that time, but we could only assume that optics was a big part of it. If he looked like a well put together white man, they didn't look at assume. him. Yeah. Let's move on to my second case quickly. Okay. Please let it be this clueless. Please let it be a clueless. Please let it be a clueless. I mean, it is a romance. It's called Endless Love. My Endless Love. <laughs> Carl Tanzler was born February 8th, 1877. So once Damn, again. we went all the way back. Listen, like once again, who be telling us? Who checking we facts here? So these throwbacks, we they, say they're no not around. Facts. We <laughs> say no facts. No facts. We say no structure. We say no facts. We no say facts. no facts. We say no structure. We say no promises. We say no facts. We say no structure. No, we say no facts. We say no structure. Come on. So Carl was born February eighth, eighteen seventy seven. Yeah. The married father of two worked in Austria until nineteen ten, when he and his family emigrated to Florida. In Florida, I guess Carl must have decided that parenthood was just not for him. You know, family life wasn't his jam, yeah. and he abandoned them. You know, he's like, fuck you, I go. Turns out he was also a German-born radiology technologist. This is a second German case. And he accepted a job at a hospital in Key West, Florida. He by the beach. Under the name, listen to what he changed his name to, Count Karl von Kossel. <laughs> now, who made him a count? I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know if he did it. Like counts. counting, Count. counting money. Yeah, like count like one, two, <laughs> three, that count. Yeah. Like the guy from Sesame Street. <laughs> anyway, who made him account? I I don't know. Nobody knows. He made himself. Nobody account. be knowing, but like I guess he just wanted to be called this, so that's like, what he went by. Princess Maybe Consuela he thought Banana it was Hammer. dashing. Yes. To be fair, Susan, let's talk about it. If you had the chance, like I you know, love Emma and Karen, love Ryan, love you, family unit, you're cute. However, if you had the chance to leave and go somewhere else and reinvent yourself, would you take it? Like reinvent. Like you show up telling people how you're Selena cousin. Am I getting money out of it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to do. I don't, like, I, I, would I get, I need to understand like you the have to, terms. Yeah, no, no. You, like I'm, I'm you don't out know for good. about, no, but you don't know about this life that you have. This doesn't like exist. Like I'm out for good. I'm no, but out. this doesn't exist. So don't, don't factor in your brain. Oh, I have to leave Emma and Ka No, 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 no. You're not leaving any behind, but oh, behind. Uh -huh. they don't exist. But you're now, you're just on your own and you have the opportunity to go somewhere yes. else. And really, you know, I feel like I missed my chance when I came here. I could have been this bad bitch, but instead I'm this grandma. You know, this 36-year-old <laughs> grandma. <laughs> Maybe this is you embracing your, your true self. <laughs> this is you reinventing yourself. Yeah. The Trinidad is too young for me. This is true. Canada, here I come. This is true in Trinidad. Bring them all. You know, I'm it's... cold. I have a reason to stay in. <laughs> yes. I, it's too cold out. It's That's true. Always a good reason. It's true, it's true. That's and Trinidad always. is very like, oh, what are we doing today? And you have to be like, yada rally, you know, don't just stay Yeah, home. but now you get that during the summer. I get, yeah, and but I get the that chance to be seasonal. <laughs> so like when winter hits, so it's time to stay home. Bring all the flannel. Bring, bring <laughs> yeah. the cozy robes and the tea. <laughs> Ginger tea. <laughs> Although I hate the snow, this is my season. I'm going to lie to you. The winters, time to because be inside. Because it's too snowy. It's, it's too cold. It's too yeah, windy. Yeah, but it's snuggly inside. It's too dark. You know what I it's love? It's too foggy. You know what I love, Susanna, though? I love being home when it's storming outside. But, like, not just home. Like, I want to be home from work and a storm's gone. I'm just like, fuckers, you all out and I inside. <laughs> like, I get this sense of, like, like achievement. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. So, here count now. He decided he'd be accountant as who he is. So irregardless, you know, we like that word here. <laughs> Whether that it makes sense. Yeah, that could be on board. That gonna be Whether on it makes sense or not, we had to put it in the dictionary, you know, irregardless. Thank anyway, it's the name he went by, and I am probably fair in my assessment that the one thing he didn't count on, get it, <laughs> uh, was falling in love. Forget a Susanna you see, from 2014, Maria, Mr. Cunt. Mr. Cunt. Who's huh? Mr. Cunt? Because I would pronounce it. And well, I that's why you're it. not telling this case. You can't be out here calling people Mr. Cunt unless they do actually you know this guy. To be fair, let's see if we change his name at the end of the story. So, <laughs> you see, Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyos of Cuban-American descent was mm -hmm. brought to the hospital by her mother after feeling sick. So, Maria and her family were having a series of bad luck. First, her sister, Florida, a.k.a. I put Florida, but I don't think that's a girl name, you know. I think it's a typo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, she go by Nana. <laughs> she died. Nana? Nana was the name she went by. I think her name yeah, might have been Florina. Have... Not Florida. I think my I think the tablet auto like the phone it auto corrected to to Florida. The girl name wasn't Florida. The girl name was not Florida. It was something else, but honey, she went by Nana. What? They're proud of being in Florida. She, They're out of they Cuba. They named huh? the daughter Florida, though. <laughs> and the daughter who went by the name Nana had died of TB. Uh, 
and her husband, Maria's brother-in-law, died of an electrocution. He was electrocuted. What the hell is happening and to we, these people? They who need, need a jarre. They need a jarre. So in Trinidad, a jarre, there's an next word for the dictionary, uh, is when they like incense you up, yeah, like smoke out all of the, the yeah, negativity. I need, I need that. You want a jarre? Yes. I think we need sage. We had to ask sage Vanessa what we yes. need for. Yes. But the point is, they need a jarre. Bad, bad. So first... The sister Nana gets sick and die, and then this brother-in-law come and die, and now she's sick. So if it wasn't bad enough, Maria was only in Miami looking for a fresh start after her husband leave her after she had a miscarriage. So, you know, Maria, like, it's just just bad luck up she ass, just all the way. Sometimes when people come out of your life, it's for a good thing. It's for a good thing. That is not what happened to Maria, though. It was not Son a- of a bitch. Listen, so unfortunately... Her diagnosis was bleak. Maria also had TB. Right? Oh, and actually, I read in another article that the whole family kind of got ravaged by TB after the fact. Oh. So, oh gosh, you know? It don't get better for them. So, what was a devastating time for Maria? Because, you know, she husband just leaves. She, yeah, her sister she died. The brother-in-law that Yeah, she lost her baby. Yeah. Just a lot going on. Mm-hmm. It was apparently a blessing for Carl, you know, Count Carl. <laughs> because Carl always fantasized about meeting a beautiful, dark-haired woman who was supposed to be his true love and he was convinced they couldn't tell him otherwise that that dream woman was not 22 year old maria now she busy knocking on death's door she have tb and this is the 1800s yeah. you get tb back then does it you're gone right yeah so the prognosis aside carl can care you know count carl was like mm, it's all right i'm counting on he you. was convinced that I was counting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was convinced that they were destined to be together. Yes. So he would shower her with gifts and he would profess his love all while attempting to treat to her condition because he was also an amateur doctor. Okay. <laughs> yes. So he had elixirs and potion and this juice and this drink yeah. and whatever. He healing. Yeah. You know, he did to provide yes. healing. Okay. Anyway, love wasn't enough to fight TB. And Maria and gone. In the end, Maria or Elena, as several of the sites called her, oh, Nana. died. No, Nana is his sister. Ah, oh, shit. Anyway, she died on October 25th, 1931. Once again, we've now reached the 30s, so I guess at some point. It's okay. Anyway, Count Carl, who was heartbroken, decided to purchase a okay. stone mausoleum to honor her remains, mm-hmm. which is nice, I guess, yeah. and hired a mortician to prepare her body because, you know, she had to go into the mausoleum. Mm-hmm. If you could ignore. The sudden and obsessive love. To me, that seemed like a generous offer. You know, a generous and a kind gesture. However, Count Carl kept a key to the mausoleum. Son. So he could visit Maria every night. And he was the only person who had a key. If that wasn't bad enough, two years later, Susanna, two (gasps) whole fucking years later, Carl removed her body from the mausoleum and took her home. She wasn't exactly intact, her body, at this time. No, no. This is the Halloween case for a reason. It's horrible. It is. It was supposed to be. Uh, Are you with me? Yeah. You sure? (laughs) Two years of decomposition had taken Uh. its toll. So he made a makeshift lab. I read somewhere it was an actual plane, broken up plane or something, or a plane hanger. I don't know where you get it. I don't know where you get any money for it. We don't know. Remember, he account. Yeah. Anyway, so he have a makeshift lab, and he got to work. His tricks to keep her body together included plaster of Paris, glass eyes, because, you know, she don't have no eyes anymore. 
Why else to keep the skeletal frame or bones together? Uh, he covered her scalp with bits of real hair from where I don't want to know. And placing a wax-soaked cloth over her skin, or what was left of her skin, and he stuck rags in the body to keep it shaped. Count Carl would also use perfumes, disinfectants, etc. to keep the stench of decay away. He would then dress the corpse in a dress and would lay next no. to the body. Susanna. If you can believe it gets worse. No, he, no, no. He did this for several years. No. Until her sister, her remaining sister, showed up at his house. Why? Because the family heard rumors about Carl sleeping with the body and they decided to confront him. Because I read somewhere that some little boy said they saw Carl dancing with a doll. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. God. A oh my. <laughs> Sorry, Susanna. This is no this is... <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my god. Thank you, Carl, for the plastic dolls. Because you think Carl is the reason they have no dolls. No, but somebody dolls? said, well, I don't I cannot deal with the corp. Aren't they creepy though? Those lifestyle uh, better than having a I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. So no, but let me finish the story. And no, let me. I let me. I'm almost done. <laughs> it gets worse. I'm not it doesn't. Ready. No, well, I'm it, I mean, we're ready. wrapping up. We're wrapping up. Anyway, so like the family find out he'd be doing this crazy stuff, right? And so they decided to confront him. Upon her arrival, she found what she thought was a doll, but in fact, the police confirmed it was the body of her sister. Hi. Carl, who was evaluated and found to be competent to stand trial, was charged with destroying a grave and removing the contents without authorization. However, the charges were dropped. Why? I don't know. And he was released because the statute of limitations passed. What are the statute of limitations? She's If, dead? I mean, but she's still there. He, he still had the corpse with him. But that's that's how that, those are the grounds. Like, she's dead, so you're, you can do with your body whatever the fuck she, you want? I think they might have rules, but it, I don't know if it extends beyond like 10 years, whatever. I guess after a certain amount of time, they don't expect much body to be there. Maybe that's the logic. I don't know. Okay. However, after being out on display, they put a body on display. Why? I don't know. Uh, well, maybe he did wonders to keep um, her make, intact. Yes. Well, after being put on display, oh, the body was finally laid to rest in an unmarked grave intentionally so that people won't go and, you know, mess with it and... Carl, of course, can't find it back. And, because he's out. You know, because yeah. he out, you know. It is alleged. Maybe I was wrong. This is, does get bad. Okay. You ready? He found her? No. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> I, 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 listen, you need this, a minute. No, it is alleged that a vaginal tube was inserted in the corpse to allow for intercourse. That's what it's alleged on one of the sites. With the body taken away... Count Carl couldn't take it, and he created what he called a death mask and a life-sized effigy of Maria, because he couldn't live without Maria. And he kill you. Go ahead and kill your fucking self, Susanna. He lived with that effigy with the death mask until the age of seventy-five, no, when he man. finally died. It is also alleged that Carl actually killed Maria before her time. Remember, she had the TV, and. It's alleged in one of the sites that he was the one to actually, like, end it for her. And I don't think it was out of how they worded it. It's not that it was out of, oh, fine, peace, so yeah. you're suffering. It wasn't like that. It's, it was maybe like, she was just, you know. It was like, let me kill her so I can keep her. Yeah. You know, that's what one of the... 
No. Those those are probably the two worst cases I've done on this podcast. How can you throw that at me? Both we, of them at we once. We said it was a Halloween episode. Fuck, and you I said, thought you were going to be like, and then she ate the cheese. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is not a... This oh, is my God. I'm going to search for Clueless for next week. Intentionally. Jeez, we deserve it. We earned it. I honestly don't know. No, I ha- I'm gonna I'm gonna say it because and then you be the judge of keeping the thing or not. <laughs> I know I'm not reactive, but the, I'm this so mm. yeah. I read about these and I said I couldn't decide on which one to do, and then I decided I was going to do the vampire one because of what he said before he died. Right? I yeah. found that really spooky. But I understood like vampire Halloween, Halloween mm-hmm. vampire. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And yes. then when you said. What you said earlier today, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should come through with another case. And then I found this case. And there are pictures of Maria online. I know. No, no, no. And it's not cool. Like, I don't want to... I want to unsee it if I could unsee it. But of course, I will link all of the things where I link the things. No, no, no. I thought you were going to come out with it and then be like, do a sudden move. And and, scare you. And and scare "Ah!" me. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I was like, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting. I was ready. I was ready. <laughs> I was, I'm still wrapping my head around. The first one, like, okay, what happened with Count? But they, just they did it. say that Maria did not reciprocate, you know. They, they never at any point in any of the articles talk about her being in love with him too. Uh, so I find that just upsetting okay, because if okay, why okay, does okay. she want to spend her because eternity thought, with him? Yes. Yeah. No, she was. It wasn't a. It wasn't a. I thought she was like I'm. I'm doing you this kindness because I have this sickness. You know, mm. like I. I love you so much that I don't want you around me when I'm this sick. Yeah. So like, that let me go, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm not doing it for because I'm disgusted by you or I just don't like no. you. They just didn't. They did not discuss her reciprocating his feelings mm. yeah no 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 Fucker. and the other ones really you can have any neighbors watch you anybody anybody your nobody kids, father mm. your fucking kids yeah okay Susanna I'm ready for your case just want the public to know it's 2.24 in the morning and we have to go to work. Fucking Peter fucking count. I was looking for like a boo kind of situation. I thought you were But good. do you I know, honestly one of the reasons I nice. stay away from that is because I scare easy. <laughs> so like a lot of, what a lot of <laughs> I know. So this is, it's probably the most inconsistent thing about me. I watch a lot of crime documentaries and my friend Sasha, she <laughs> actually does, she does point it out fairly often she's probably not the only one and nisa does too i can watch true crime but you put on a horror movie i'm just like blanket over my head (laughs) i the smallest little hole to look through like i'm not gonna watch it i'm certainly not watching it alone and it has some movies i really wanted to see it had to be full daytime door open people home (laughs) and that was the only way i could watch it okay um you know when the walking dead started i have never watched a single episode of walking dead okay one night mo and claudia came by (laughs) me he's like oh watch the walking dead watch the walking dead at this point 
I managed to stay away from them for the walking dead because I heard there were zombies and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Chanel. We went to the basement. We watched the whole first season with a bottle of rum. Oh my gosh. Was it funny then? No. Like, it gets to a point that you get desensitized about the, how disgusting those things are. Emma was, I don't know. Less than four years. Mm-hmm. Chanel, we're at the basement. Picture this. Closer to six, like sunrise, 6.30 in the morning. Emma has always been a ninja. And full on TV, we hear this. Oh, my God. Mommy. Oh, Susanna, you freaked me out. <laughs> that is such Shit. a... Shit. I was like, oh, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Emma, Turn it off because, you know, <laughs> zombies. But I can't you know, listen you to feel... the story with your face like this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, can't. I forget. I forget. It's extra scary. I can't listen to this. <laughs> it's freaking me out. Like, just confused because she doesn't know why we're all jumping. Mm-hmm. Long story short, we watched the whole season mm-hmm. that night. Like we, like, we did an all-nighter to watch the first season of... The Walking Dead. Susanna, I am no. terrified of zombies, you know. Oh, That's why I don't watch any zombie shows. Every time I watch a show with a zombie, I have a nightmare. <laughs> I have zombie apocalypse nightmares. <laughs> like, I've had dreams about them chasing uh. me. There was this one time in one dream I vividly remember. Uh. There was a rocket that was taken off to take these <laughs> non-zombie people away from the zombie people. Mm-hmm. And I run in and I run in. And it's me and my two friends. At the time, I was living in England. So that's probably why they were in my dream. My friend Nicola and her husband, Dan. Oh, you make it to 12. And, wow. My friend Nicola and her husband, Dan. And we're all running. But I see Dan get jumped by a zombie. Right? I'm like, fuck. Nicola, keep going, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, he's gone, he's gone. He gone. He gone. <laughs> Dan, you see? We get in the rocket. The rocket can only hold three people vertically. So one on top of the other. So, like, you go into one chamber, then you've got another chamber, then you've got another chamber. I get in, I'm in the top chamber. Nicola gets in, she's in the middle. Who comes in at the end? Dan. Zombie. No, oh. Dan, but Dan got attacked by a zombie. So, so he, I woke up to be... myself, like, trashing on the bed. Like, Nicola, he gonna be a zombie. <laughs> Kick him out to the and the rocket's taken off and oh I'm like oh gosh, gosh. we're because taking the gonna, zombie with us he's gonna bite Nick and then Nick's gonna bite me and we're gonna all be zombies any shows where there's a zombie I'm not watching them. I'm sorry and my sleep requests that I don't watch zombie yeah. shows can't handle it I don't know what it is about the zombies anyways no. Susanna take us on to our next Word horrible case just really today, the lights on I yeah. okay thank you we're both a little um spooked and the makeup doesn't help (laughs) (laughs) try to be cute i forget what the type of makeup i have this ain't good susanna this ain't Mm -hmm. good no (laughs) okay so as much as i'm hurt about me finding out like i'm 30th (laughs) of the friends in canada i only have like five friends in canada so bitch you're in the top 10 in canada you see you said you're you in the had, top 10 in Canada. You, but you just said you only have five. What is it that you put in, in Canada? The top you just said you have five I in Canada. I can't leave room How can to I get more No, friends. bitch. That means that you are still there. 
No. Okay, you're in the top five in Canada. I'm in the top one. You're the top one in Canada. Yeah, yeah, you keep on saying that to everybody, ho. You like, wow. today, yeah. You're the, top one. you're the top one in Canada. Susanna, tell me the story before you I fall keep asleep. keep on saying that to everybody and I just said, you'd be bold Susanna. to say that in front of me. Susanna. In one hour, you jump from best friend to best friend. To best friend? Yes. Best friend to breast friend? Uh, no English. No English. Okay. <laughs> okay. The point is that <laughs> so you, you we said this story that we met at work. We did. Exactly. And then your life become better. And now I became mother of a 30 something years old. Is this the horror story you want to tell me? Yes. You see, <laughs> and I'm here fighting for a position in your life. You're in the top five. Well, anyway, so these guys, which guys we started. Yes. Oh shit. I thought you were telling this passionate speech about how you improve my all life. This is my way. The, all this is my way to start my case. Chanel. Mm. Oh, okay. It's relevant. Yes. It oh, is. I thought you were just talking shit. Okay. Please that proceed. What are we doing every week? Yes, but please proceed with the bullshit now. Thank you. This is official bullshit. Oh, official bullshit. On the record bullshit. OBS. Anyway, so Lawrence Bittaker and Roy Norris, they became friends in prison. Okay. What were the names again? Lawrence Bittaker mm -hmm. and Roy Norris. Okay. N-O-R-R-I-S. Mm -hmm. Like Chuck. Saying? I don't know Chuck. You don't know Chuck Norris? No. no. Who's that? I, I want to say he was the Texas Ranger. Okay. He was a white guy with red hair who mm -hmm. knew Kung Fu. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as weird as... I don't know. Yes, Hold on, I'm about to Google if very, it was I, Kung Fu. I, I, I wish you could see my brain. Like, <laughs> Am I drunk? Am I high? Am I asleep? Am I dreaming? <laughs> Apparently, there's a lot of questions about whether or not Chuck Norris fought Bruce Lee. Oh, damn. I don't know how true that is. Let's see what the internet is saying. So, Chuck is a black belt in Dang Su Do, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and Judo. So, not at all Kung Fu. After serving in the United States Air Force, Norris won many championships and later found his own discipline, Chun Kuk Do. In Hollywood, Norris trained celebrities in martial arts. He, look, the point is, he be fighting. And his last name is also Norris. Norris. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't have the exact date, but on the year of 1978, Lawrence and Roy were doing time in the same jail. I don't remember what their jail was. But, this thing but is, they're cellmates. They're not cellmates. They're just I did make in a point the jail. That they're, this, they're in jail. At some point, one defended the other and prevented them, the other to get into trouble. So they became buddies. And they said, listen, we have things in common. Okay. Like okay. I like violence. Mm. And oh. you, you like sexual harassment. Okay. So just picture us saying, well, we need money. We're going to come up with a podcast. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're in jail saying, well, you like this? I like this. We have things in common. Let's, let's do something together. We have hobbies that we both enjoy. Yeah. It's actually, the article says, they share an interest in sexual violence and misogyny. They dislike women. 
they said, how about we get together when we do our time? Mm-hmm. And they put up a plan to assault and murder teenage girls. So they particularly have it out for teenage girls. All right. So that's a plan. Like, oh, when you do your time, what do you want to do? Because we're going to stay friends. You know, like, with, you, you in high school. when we meet up again, let's go for drinks. Instead, they're saying, hey. When we're out of here. Uh, let's go kill some teens. We're already, we already in jail. Mm. We're enjoying it so much that we're planning the next crime right after we finish this. Mm, A little bit of background of each. Lawrence was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 1940. He was placed on an orphanage by his birth mother and adopted by Mr. and Mrs. George Bitteker. This is Lawrence, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. this is Lawrence. Mm -hmm. By the age of 12, he got arrested the first time for shoplifting. That was the first time from the age of 12 to 16 he started doing these petty crimes Mm -hmm. and it got into the radar of the juvenile yeah the petty juvenile court system exactly okay Mm -hmm. in 1957 lawrence decided to drop out of the school remember he has been riding the town from 12 in the village terrorizing the village Mm -hmm from 12 to 17. So mm-hmm. within the year of dropping out of school, he got arrested for car theft, hit and run and evading um, arrest. arrest. Mm-hmm. And he was put into California youth prison. Mm-hmm. When he turned 18 years old, he was released from the youth California prison just to find out that his adoptive parents of this home him while he was in jail, while he was in jail. Okay. They took off mm-hmm. and left. He never saw them. So while he was in jail, he never heard from them. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. So now moving forward to Roy. Roy. I keep on saying Roy. You do keep saying Rory. Yeah. Roy Norris was born in Colorado in 1948. His father worked in a scrapyard and his mother was a drug addict housewife. Well, I mean... At least she wasn't like a drug addict school bus driver. You know? Yeah, it's like they say these things like if that's all the person is. This is how reporters stage a story so that they get you interested yeah, and that. whatever. So he was abused by his biological parents. Dealing with somebody with addiction in the household is not an easy cake and then he was heavily neglected as well to the point that the system took him out of his house and put him into foster families mm-hmm. one of the foster families was a hispanic family and roy claims that he was sexually abused by this hispanic family while he stayed there mm-hmm. eventually grandparents came and took roy from the fosters and the parents mm-hmm. at some point when roy was 16 between those back and forth situation he visited a relative female i don't know how much of a relative but it was a female Okay. He went to the house. Whatever the auntie or like a pumpkin yes. vine auntie. Like but she's like a little online. bit older. Okay. So remember, he's 16 and he, she's closer to the early 20s. So he started talking to her in a sexually suggestive man. She told him, go the fuck home. She told the parents and she just kicked him out of the house. He went back home, stole the father's car, drove through the mountains and attempted to take his life, injecting himself with air. And you killed yourself like that? If you get an air bubble into your blood vessel, yeah. 
but huh? okay Susanna the he, picture you spin. pulled the car he's still the car he driving and like if he not he not confident that a high speed collision will kill him he's still trying to I don't inject know if he himself was going with at air high speed, but he was upset he got upset because he couldn't he couldn't complete his sexual yeah I, I assume with, with him woman. taking the car and driving so he off took he, the, he took off too. but I don't know if he took off at 100 kilometers per hour or, like or at 50 Mm. Exactly, but he was in te- the intention was like I'm gonna be far from here because I want to take my life with the air. With well, so he was arrested as a runaway, so he didn't make time because you but know you run away. Sixteen. Why sixteen? He ran away from home, so you were taken and back to his parents. So when he comes back home after running away, the mom and the dad go like to him and his sister, listen. You kids were unwanted kids. Oh, shit. We are not happy. We're getting a divorce. According to the source, after the parents dropped the divorce bomb, of course, he dropped out of school and joined the United States Navy. Remember, they have crappy childhood, in and out of jail. The difference between Lawrence and Roy is that Roy is targeting more sexual harassment. Lauren is more about the violence. They share the gel, mm-hmm. and they're now acquaintance, aka friends. Maybe he so he, he was a uh, number thirty. He went from being honorably discharged to being in jail. He was still he was like in it in between all these things before he joined the mm-hmm. navy. Mm-hmm. He was terrorizing the village, sexually harassing a bunch of people. Oh. However, he to this point didn't kill anybody. That's right. Yeah. There's a lot of history that will be on. The source is very good, very good. And it gives you a lot of details. Mm-hmm. However, to bring it on, it will make it longer. Mm. Lawrence and Roy are now 38 and 31 years old when they finished their time in jail. And they team up outside. They bought a GM cargo van. Wow. And they call it Murder Mac. This is the vehicle they would use to hunt and take the victims. Remember, they had a plan mm-hmm. from jail, yes. right? But they said, we cannot go in and start taking women's left and right. Mm-hmm. We need to do this right. Mm-hmm. So they got to hang out in Los Angeles around the beach area where there's a lot of parties, restaurants. So they became familiar. People, workers, restaurant workers, the people that will recurring customers and they will see them, they will take pictures together, they will be these fun people. They are fun to hang around. So now they're acquaintance to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've seen you, I've seen your face. When they were going to parties and why not, they will stay over late and they will offer rides to only girls, underage girls, to gain their trust. Now, they are known by the people in the area, and they are known for giving girls rights. Rights. Unharmed, all of them. They said so around they 20. they reputation to be trusted. Mm-hmm. 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 T3 a.m., but I still pay attention. They also familiarized themselves with the area. They did the dirty work. They did the research. Mm-hmm. They know which places you can see from where. Mm-hmm. They know, you know. They scope out the area. Right? They, exactly. They they know where to go to get shit done. Yeah. And nobody's suspecting them because they're popular in the area for being kind and giving girls rides mm-hmm. or whatever. 
The isolated area of their choosing is called San Gabriel Mountains. That's in Los Angeles. On June 24, 1979, they picked up their first victim, Cindy Schaefer, 16 years old at the time. She was coming from church and she was asking for a ride mm. to go visit the grandmother. Because mm, she's hitchhiking. They pulled over and they offered her a ride. Cindy said, no. They said, no shit. Like, we're ready. And they grab we read it and they take her. Shit. We gone. They drop to their chosen spot in the mountains. They both rape her. Mm. They didn't put up a show for the others. So one will take a walk and then come back and do the deed. They torture her. One of them with a ice pick. He just punched her the boobs. Like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Like, before you thought it was like a balloon? But oh it's so disgusting. So they raped her. They bit her. She fought, right? Mm -hmm. And they tried to strangle her with their bare hands. Mm -hmm. they, since they couldn't, Lawrence said, why don't we use this hanger? Oh, wow. That was the strangling weapon of choice. Is that the right thing to say? Yeah. Um. So they used it and strangled like her. Like a clothes hanger? The one that you hang on the closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they wrap it around her neck and they push her down the street. Mm -hmm. One of the sources says that Lawrence will tell Roy, don't worry. They're wolves, they're animals. We don't have to cover it. They will come and eat her. So they were not making enough effort to, you know, cover of the body because it was going to be taken care of. On July 8th, the same year, 18 years old, under a hole, is the second victim. She was known in the area. She was familiar with them or they were familiar to her. They offer the ride. She stepped into the van. They raped her. Hmm. And this is the first time that Lawrence used an ice pick. I thought he used the ice pick to punch the other one in the boobs. No, to one of the victims, uh -huh. he did the boob thing. No, you just told me in this last story with the girl who they put the wire hanger around her neck that they used the uh, ice pick and puncture her boobs. To one of the victims. The woman that won. It's not confirmed that was the one of the victims that he did that oh, to. Oh, they don't know if she like would I don't have been I, one. me, Susanna, don't know okay, which okay. one of the girls, okay. right? But he, it could have been one of the things. So from this on, mm -hmm. this is how he would enjoy killing his victims. With the ice pick. In the ear. Oh, shit. Because he would like the feeling of the brain. And strangle. Is the U.S. Labor Day different than... Canadian Labor Day, because that will make more sense for the timing here. But on Labor Day, Jacqueline Lamp, I'm not making this up, L-A-M-P, she was 13 years old, and Jackie Jillian, 15 years old at the time. Jackie and Jacqueline? Jackie and Jacqueline. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they both told them, let's go to the beach. Mm -hmm. And they both go, again, familiar with the people. They both said, okay, let's go to the beach. But they both realized, we're not going to the fucking beach. We're going to the fucking mountains. Mm. And the girls started to fight to escape. They were punished. They were brutally raped. Like, I don't know. Rape is brutal as it is. I don't know what's the point of putting brutally raped. But I let that to your imagination. Also, I like to mention that these boys made me change the fact that I will say Polaroids, Polaroids. Because do you remember our bodies like to keep souvenirs? These boys like to keep Polaroids of the victims. They inflict pain and have pictures whilst they're in pain. So that they can relive it. Yes. 
and they both were killed. So by this point, we have Cindy, Andrea, Jacqueline, and Jackie. So they're four down with the same pattern. On Halloween, mm -hmm. October 31st, 1979. Shirley, I don't know this last name. Ledford? Mm -hmm. Almost like Ledfoot. Yeah. She was a waitress and again, restaurants in the area. And she was offered a ride home. Mm -hmm. Same ammo. She will offer a ride home. Why not? What is cheerily different from the others? They took longer. Together. They raped her longer. They tortured longer. The pictures were more. They got cocky to the point that one of the sources says that the nasty guy used the pig to destroy her parts. Also, they took the longest recording of their victims. They recorded the whole torture until her death for 17 minutes to the point that Chile went on and say, go ahead and do it. What else? What else? is it for you like do it they decided that they were not gonna throw their body down the, the hill world. yes mm -hmm. they left it on a neighborhood they call uh, it like, like l.a suburb 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 Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So they left her in front of a house. It's mm -hmm. not like you're dumping a bag. No, naked, mm -hmm. face up, mm -hmm. legs open, arms open, like it's staged. Mm -hmm. But that's Halloween night. Early in the morning, a jogger, the person, I don't know if, if it's a he or she, found the body. Mm. So Halloween night, nobody thought it was a body. Maybe they thought it was a mannequin or something. Mm. So the next day they think it's just like a decoration. Yeah. Mm. But it's not. I'm imagining this being like a small area and you will know if the, something is out of the norm. Yeah, but if it's Halloween night, they dump the body and people have things like fake dead bodies yeah. out on, on the lawns and skeletons. I mean, look at us right now. We have a skeleton. doesn't look like any real skeleton, <laughs> but we do have like those hand bones and a spider and people do have very realistic looking that shit. So maybe somebody saw the body before and they didn't like, think much oh, it's of just it. a, it's a prop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the point is that they call the police, mm -hmm. take the body and you're going to say, well, technically they don't have any evidence. Nobody has reported anybody else, which is weird, honestly, because those are teenagers being lost left and right. But why not? However, Roy liked to brag about mm. what he did. So he, at some point, he goes ahead and say to another friend, another buddy from jail, hey, this is what the both of us have been doing lately. You know, he's bragging like, oh, we're not caught. Da, da, Look da, what da, we da. did. Mm -hmm. And what this other guy goes and do, goes to the police. By November 20th, mm -hmm. 1979, mm -hmm. both of their asses are in jail. This is how it played out. Yeah. Each of them was like, well, yes, I was there. I confessed to the raping, but the violent one was the other one, you know? And I confessed to be violent, but the rapist is the other one. But that's the truth, though. You said, you already said from the beginning, one was sexually but, but charged. That doesn't make it, but that doesn't make you less of a... Like, yeah, the, not that you're like, less guilty oh, for the violence. Exactly, no, don't worry. Like, your part is to rape her and my part is to kill her. You also participate on the thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then they start claiming like, oh, I have a hard childhood and all that shit. They drop all that shit whenever they could. I was neglected. I was adopted. My adopted parents are not here. All the shit they dropped. The police put their hands on their evidence where they saw 
all the Polaroids. Plus the videotape of Plus the girl that they the videotape. Mm-hmm. There is an article. It will be your choice if we put it. No, thank you. But it's in writing. I read like two sentences at the front mm-hmm. and then all the way to the bottom when she said, okay, go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. So it gives you all the detail. It gives you like the conversation, how what was going and what it was said. I mean, we may have listeners who want to hear that. I, I certainly will not be reading I, it. I am not going to commit to read the whole thing. But uh, no. we may have listeners who want to hear the whole so thing. So I will share that source. So Norris or Roy Norris said, listen, yes, I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to plead guilty and I'm going to testify against the other guy. But I don't want you to give me the death sentence. So Roy is now bargaining for his, you know, it's always really ride my ass how these people is murder, murder, murder. And then when it's come down time for them to get the death penalty, they want to cry like a little bitch. Like, no, 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 and don't they, kill me. I'm, and they get away with like, I tell you who did it, but don't kill me. Fuck you. I am you. on the fence about the death penalty only yes. because I am on the fence about the judicial system. And so because... I have lost faith in the system mm-hmm. and the fact that there may be very innocent people mm-hmm. in jail. I have a hard time with the death penalty. However, with that said, there are some cases that the death penalty was just designed for. Like exactly. if you're out and bad murdering people, remorseless, mm-hmm. we caught you, yeah. we have proof, or mm-hmm. you confess. At that point, you know, it wasn't a case of mistaken identity or maybe you had a chance to change your life in prison. None of those things. Especially if you did a bad thing. Maybe you didn't get a sentence that was fair. You got a sentence mm-hmm. that was more lenient. And then you come back and you do this shit again. Like, let's say you rape somebody, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Instead of getting a maximum sentence, the judges say, you know what? You seem like a nice man on the inside with some therapy you maybe you could go back to society and they give you a chance and they say here what you're but gonna get 25 things, years there's certain things that you i'm no i'm just saying these guys have they been him, showing yes that's my whole point they get i'm in my example they give this person less time yeah they say to this person okay you committed this rape is your first crime that we know of even though it was brutal, we give you 20 years you know sometimes you see some a crime and you see mm-hmm. the, the sentence and it doesn't match yeah and then you see a sentence about a guy who stole some shoes and he doing 50 years. You know, yes. it don't make sense. But the point is, is that that is, that is the ones that are driving me even more crazy. And that's the ones I think that the death penalty might be for. Because if you were given a chance by the system before, mm-hmm. but you came back and you double down on your bullshit and you go and you say, and you know what, I like cocky. the murder. I like the murder. You're getting cocky. Yeah. Yes. I think those are who the, the, the penalty is for. So I always really ride my ass that the most guilty must be the ones who want to bargain and negotiate yeah. or not. Okay, so Roy Norris got life in prison because he, he pleaded guilty and he testified against the other, against Lawrence. Lawrence, he was okay. convicted of murder and rape. In just an, an hour and a half discussion, mm-hmm. he got sentenced to death. Now, this is the upsetting part. Uh, well, now? It was like on hold. <laughs> There's a lot going into it. He needs chance to appeal. They need to see if the no. If the he whole one of the sources said there. that he started uh, wasting people's time at the court, like by appealing. One of, yes, mm-hmm. one of the things was like he was saying, "Oh, he was served a broken cookie." <laughs> well, Susanna, 
He have nothing to lose. The man was already sentenced to death. If you want to complain about the fucking cookie, he go complain to the court. He has nothing but time. So he was sentenced to death for five murders on March 24th, 1981, but died of natural causes. What natural causes? I don't know. I'm praying that he got killed by somebody. Whilst on death row at San Quentin State Prison in December 2019. That San Quentin? San Quentin. Quentin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's a pretty popular jail. So Roy Norris, because he took that bargain, he was sentenced to life in prison Mm -hmm. on May 7, 1980, with the possibility of parole after 30 years. But he died of natural causes on the California Medical Facility in February 2020. So he just did. Oh, I was not about to be like, but what natural causes he had? He had cancer. I love a problem. I hope I hope it's everything that makes him suffer. Jeez. Yeah. This was a heavy, heavy I, freaking episode. You know, I just don't understand the brazenness. It's the brazenness that does really get me. It's the whole act of it. No, no. All the cases all together were just a bunch of very entitled people just living out a fantasy. Like, okay, I have I I identify as a rich lady. Right? Yeah, but my <laughs> bank account tells you no. Exactly. Oh, no. Right. Podcast the, away because <laughs> anything happening. Is, the point is that I identify as a lady who, who who enjoys the finer things in life and who does not work for a living. Okay? <laughs> this is how I see myself. And I often fantasize about living that dream. But they don't see me just fucking off from work yeah. and just like, oh, ordering cocktails in the middle of the day and eating caviar and ordering personal foot yeah. massages with the money I don't have. Yeah. You don't see me living through this fantasy. You've decided you have a fantasy in your mind. And instead of just letting it live in there, which is, I mean, it's not cool that it's in there because, you know, that does need evaluation as to why yeah, it's in there. And, and I don't want to diminish the fact that they did have troubled childhood. Of course. I don't, uh, neither of the people would, these cases had a good childhood you know yes you can make a case of it i'm not saying that trauma it's not a thing but honestly honestly think for two seconds i mean this hurts so much to me i have so much pain that i need to share with the world it's all it's you have indulgence like if you have a fantasy that lives in your head Maybe occasionally you choose to indulge that fantasy. Oh, like, for example, I am taking Susanna on a spa day in November. Yes. It's like a delayed yes. birthday yes. gift, right? Yes. And she yes. and I are going yes. to like a spa. We ain't talking about them RMT massages. Now, no knocking the RMTs. You all doing God's work, okay? No. However, no. you know, you all getting all those deep nuts out. What we really going for is the spa experience. We're talking about the relaxing, the relaxing one, right? But the drink, we're going to have little drinks. We yes. eat something. Yes. We get a massage. We get our nails done. Yes. You know, rich woman shit. But that's like a weekend but for them. This yes. Is like, oh, but I this just, is an... This is an indulgence for us. You know what I mean? You schedule it. You say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying murder is a treat. You know, if you have <laughs> dreams of murder, I'm not trying to say to schedule no, murder as a treat. But, but it, what I'm trying to say is, is that you have something in your brain. It's living in your head. It's something that you want to act on. You don't just get to be like, this is what I want to do. This is what we do. And I'm going to impose myself on society. Uh, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. It enters the pedophiles. 
rapists, the pedophiles, the scissor murderers, the knife mm-hmm. murderer, the hammer murderer, the necrophiliacs. What will they really be doing? Yes. What are they Why doing? Is it? And then you cannot come and make a claim of, I had this trauma, now I am this person. Yeah. No. I do think, I'm not going to lie, I, I agree with you. And because I feel like being forced to watch people have sex or being treated and abused, I think there is like an age as a child where that's going to trigger your brain to think this is normal. Uh, of course. Okay? We cannot ignore that. However, I think it's your responsibility coming into adulthood to deal with your traumas, you know? Mm-hmm. That's like, okay, you're out you're out in the world, you're dating. And I talking to all the other single people, okay? I yeah. think I could say this shit, okay? You're out in the world, you're dating. You have your baggage. We all have it. All of us. We carry it, mm-hmm. okay? Even if you think you've done a good job of dealing with it, you probably just repress the shit mm-hmm. and it's going to mm-hmm. come out in a fight yep. one day, okay? And it's not like, <laughs> oh, I feel it coming out. No shit. No, it comes it just, out. And it you- just hits you and all of a sudden you're shouting and that's why I don't trust Chipotle. <laughs> like all of a sudden okay, you're bringing no, up no, some no, shit from before. You like Chipotle. A place you like we Chipotle. Don't like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, but it is your responsibility before you start introducing yourself to other people, before you go and you make that Bumble account, Hinge, Tinder, what? Ever it is. It is Before you go do that, take a minute, assess your situation. Are you willing to be honest about your baggage? Yes, okay. It's also honest to say, I am not looking for a fucking relationship. I'm just looking for a chaka chaka la Yes, yes, yes. But my my whole point, and just to tie it in with what we're talking about, Uh is just that it's your responsibility as an adult. Yes. To now approach a situation with honesty but not honesty so much to the other people you don't owe other people shit you know you don't owe strangers shit no you owe it to yourself though exactly so, like, don't be like repressing all of these things and acting like if you normal if you know you having these dark thoughts if you know you are a secret admirer of scissor murderers and shit like that just Go see somebody and have people for this. And you know they what? Do. When we do get our sponsorship, pretty sure we probably get sponsored one day by things like Better Health. There's a good segue into them, you yeah. know? Like you have things like Better Help and you have all of these other things. And now getting this help is just right at your fingertips, you know? It have no excuse anymore for living in your shit. If you're supposed to get help, if you feel like you need help, go and get that help. So what I'm trying to say is, is that these people impose themselves on society because they didn't want to do the fucking work as adults also, to deal with it was their a, childhood traumas. Exactly. And they the sources were not available for them. Oh, yeah, yeah. However, there's always a chance to avoid inflicting pain or hurting somebody. But when you know that you're intentionally, for whatever fucked up reason, Inflicting pain in somebody and then using your pain as an excuse oh, to like inflict. Yes. Like this I am this I way this. because. No, no. If this is, if you are like this because and you know that it's hurtful to other people, okay, get up and go and deal with it. Just don't yeah. live in your filth where you're just like, you know, this is my mess. This is my filth. This is my shit. And you know what? Deal with it. No, come on. No. Not in 2021, you know. Not no. In, not in 20-fucking-21. We just no, dealt no, with... No, no. Actually, we're still in the middle of the pandemic, okay? 
And so this we, shit's not done. This shit is not done. It's not done. We all just out here trying to survive. Please don't let me have to deal with the people who just not getting this whole pandemic thing straight. Mm-hmm. The the fact that the virus seemed to be trying to soup up itself like a fucking ninja turtle every fucking minute. It has yeah. like a new level, right? Yeah, it's like a like a Power like a, Ranger. No, yeah, like a video <laughs> like, game. It's like, like unblocking yeah, levels level. left and right. Yeah, it's like, it's like me. Boop, 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 beep. Look, we no, have like but, a but new version. Putting me in uh, like an actual gamer yeah. playing, like me being the health system, the 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 gamer actual gamer is the virus, is the virus. Yeah. and you have like and no I'm chance. Like, we're like trying to catch up, and I all I can remember is Mario Bros going going boinking boinking, and the gamer is like killing the, yes. the village. Basically, that's so. Basically. That's where we are on the COVID situation. We 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 are not exactly winning. Okay. So, I mean, we no. have all of this to deal with. And now you're going to try to strike up your pandemic romance, but not come with any sort of resolution to your bullshit. No. Just go deal with it. And then you can lock back and come back and start dealing with people. Okay. Yeah. And that is a good lesson for the people here in this situation. Let's go. We know nothing. And we tired. So please go <laughs> to uh, the sources linked on our wets on our <laughs> I'll leave that in. Nah, let's go again. We know nothing. So please go to the sources linked on our Instagram at criminally clueless or on our website at criminallyclueless.com to get the real tea. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a like or a review so we can dominate those ratings. Hey, we might be clueless, but that's not a crime. Bye. Happy Halloween.